This is the World of Sports Network presentation. Sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. Welcome to Monday Morning Football with the Guru, Episode 6, NFL Week 6 edition, man. We have a loaded show, man. I'm excited because basically everything is finally coming together. The fog is disappearing. So on this dark head today, we're going to talk about the Packers versus the Buccaneers, man. TBD led the Bucks over their former front, un, front MVP front runner Aaron Rodgers, man. And then we also got to go talk. We got to go to Charlotte and talk about the Chicago Bears taking on the Carolina Panthers, man. There's something happening, man. There's a culture building happening in Carolina, and I love it. And I'm going to talk about it, man. And then after that, we got to go to Pennsylvania, man. We got to go to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania when the Browns taking on Pittsburgh Steelers and what I call the Who's Your Daddy ball game. Speaking about who's your daddy, we got to go to Foxborough when the Broncos take on Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Now, my question is, did Bill Belichick got out coach? Hmm. Obviously, I got to give you all my thoughts on that, man. And then, obviously, are the Tennessee Titans the best team in the NFL? We talk bully ball, Titan style, man. And, okay, damn, cousin. What is going on with Minnesota? We got to talk about Kyle. I mean, we got to talk about Kirk Cousin, Mike Zimmer, and the whole Minnesota situation over there, man. And, and after that, from Minnesota, we stay in the Midwest and go to Naptown. And we talk about Philip Rivers, man. Oh, my goodness. The river of death. Cross that river, if you will, man. And then we're going to finish it all up with the brotherly game, or what I call the Genius Bowl, the Sunday night matchup between boy geniuses Kyle Shanahan versus Sean McVay. This is Monday Morning Football with the Guru. Roll the tape. So we got to talk about, first thing on the docket, man, we got to talk about the Packers versus the Buccaneers. Man, we all watch this game, right? You know, this was like the Fox game of the week. Every, I mean, everybody watched this game. So, one thing I, what I noticed about this game, what really struck me about this game when I was watching it, is I felt like I was watching the Denver Broncos, that Peyton Manning Denver Broncos. You know, the second time when he was when he was basically dead, when he was done, and he didn't have no arm strength. That's what I felt. And when the defense led that team. To the Super Bowl. You know, that's what I'm seeing. But obviously, my man Tom Brady has a little bit more, more juice. More juice, per se. More armor in his arm than my man Peyton Manning did in Denver. But as far as the systematic approach, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a system for everything. As far as the model, the model of a success, the model you look at, the Tampa Bay model... Is the Denver Broncos model, man? I've just that's what I, that's what I see, man. Look at statistically, Tom Brady went seventeen for twenty-seven, for one hundred and sixty-six yards, and two TDs. But most importantly, no turnovers. The model you're seeing from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like I said, is the Denver Broncos. It's they, they win the game not because of Tom Brady. Not because of his physical abilities. It's more about his mental abilities. That's where it's at right now. The Buccaneers are a very good team. They just need Tom Brady's execution of excellence. That's what they need. They don't need Tom Brady throwing the ball a million times. Uh, throwing the ball, like I always say, outside the numbers or in this or that. The only thing they need Tom Brady to do is to use what he's great at. It was never the arm struggle. It was never that. It's to be cerebral. That's what the Denver Broncos ask of Peyton Manning that last season. 
They even went as far as benching Peyton Man, even though they called it an injury situation. They benched him for Brock Osweiler. We saw that. I remember that. But Brock Osweiler didn't have Peyton Manning's acumen. He didn't have his football mind right here. That's what Tom Brady brings to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensively. We all know they could sling it. They did that with, uh, with O'Boy last year, with Winston. We saw that when they swing it all over the place. But what's happening? The model, the systematic approach they're doing and they're utilizing is the same blueprint John Elway and company used in Denver. Think about it. Denver Broncos had a, 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 a slew of running back. Nation Moreno, a bunch of other guys. They had guys. They had a, a, a unit. The, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette. It's a unit of guys. It's a guys. Offensively, their passing plays were short passes, short, quick passes, play action, short. Utilize the tight end. You all remember Julius Thomas. Utilizing the tight end. You all remember Emmanuel Sanders. Yes, that's the same thing. Chris Godwin is the Emmanuel Sanders moniker. This is the same exact model. Rob Gronkowski is the Julius Thomas. It's the same model. And you know what? That model worked. And I know it works, bro. And that's what I see from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. They can't fool the guru, man. And that's what the model they use against Green Bay Packers. The Peyton Manning model. That's what I'm going to name it. The Peyton, model, Peyton Manning model. And what made this model work? What made this model work was the defensive side of the ball. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have. Think about Denver Broncos. First of all, they had an older coach, an older coach, John Fox, right? And guess what? They had a Bruce Arians. And they were led by the defensive coach, really the defense, led by Wade Phillips. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are led by the defensive coach and the defensive Todd Bowles, dog. He's the real TB in Tampa Bay. It ain't TB12. It's Todd Bowles' defense, TBD. Todd Bowles' defense. Bro, they have it. It's the, it's the Denver Broncos principle, the Peyton Manning model, bro. Look at the, all the levels of the defense. Let's talk about the defensive line. Remember DeMarcus Ware. Remember they brought in a savvy vet of DeMarcus Ware to help Von Miller. And they had a pass rush. You have a Shaq Barrett. A JPP, a Demarcus Weir, a JPP. I know it's not to that level, but that's a veteran leadership I'm talking about. Look at the model how they built this team. JPP and Shaq Barrett. That's like a Demarcus Weir and Von Miller. You got Indomitian soon in the middle. Remember who you had? You had uh, uh, Malik Jackson. Malik Jackson in the middle. This team is built like Denver Broncos, bro. The linebacking core, Danny Trevathan and company. Bro, the Tampa Bay linebacking core is better than the Broncos linebacking core at that time, bro. Devin Bush. Man, Levante David. Bro, the, hey, I've seen this before, man. You ain't going to tell me. The guru's seen this movie before. I know the ending. I've seen the Titanic, bro. I know how it's going to end. You know what I'm saying? I know how that movie finna end, bro. I've seen Scarface. Man, I've seen every gangster flick. Shit, I've seen every porno. I know how this is going to end. Just every porno, I know how it's going to end. It could be a different girl. It could be a man, this and that. I know how it's going to end, bro. And I know how this movie's going to end right now. I like this script. In fact, I love this script, man. And I was the first one to go and say, I used to bash on the, the bus. I'm like, nah, they not. I don't like this script. But now they change the script. They pivot. And this team is now led by TBD. Todd Bowles defense. And with that, I'm going to transition to the Bears versus the Panthers. So before I do that, man, 
you're like all this go ahead if you're listening this in a pod if you're watching this on the youtube go ahead and click that bell subscribe boom if you're listening this on, the, on a spotify apple wherever however you're listening leave me a comment man let me know it's the g to the u to the r to the u send me an email i want to know i want to hear from you guys man this is monday morning football with the guru now let me talk about the bears versus the panthers man hey man there's something going on in charlotte man I don't know what's going on. Like real estate, there's a real estate, there's some building in Charlotte, North Carolina, bro. Hey, if you're in the stock market, my dudes, if you're in that industry, I'm letting you all know I am buying all my stocks in the Carolina Panthers. Yes, I know. Guru, what are you talking about, Guru? They just lost to the to the Chicago Bears. Bear down. They just lost to the Bears. I dig, I dig, I feel you. Yes, they did. But I ain't worried about that. Because what this season is, it's about a cultural season. It's about building a foundation. They are building in Carolina, bro. <laughs> they are building in Carolina. And before you start building everything, before the building looks good, before the skyscrapers, before that Bank of America, and you, you know that beautiful stadium they have in Vegas, ooh, or Jerry's Dome, all these beautiful buildings. Let me tell you how it started. It started with a foundation. It started real cool. It started nobody knows before it became, oh my God, this billion billion dollar building. It was dirt. It was rubble. It was dirt and stone. It was a lot of, it was a lot of like this noise. It was a lot of hammer, a lot of, that's what happened before, before you see the beautiful thing. You know when you go in the building, ding dong, it sounds good. Elevator music. No, 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 no. When you build a foundation, it's... (laughs) And that's what's happening in Carolina, bro. And I'm loving it because I see the bigger picture, man. My man, Matt Rule, is a beast. I've seen his receipt and his resume, dog. Man, I went to Philadelphia, man, and went to Temple. And I saw the building Matt Rule built over there, bro. My man is a professional builder, man. Off the blanks, man. Home Depot. Y'all wish you got him. My man is a builder. He went to Temple, man. Temple is in the hood. I don't think y'all know. You going to send your kids to Temple, bro. Trust me. I almost went there, and I took a trip there. I was like, oh, hell no. Man, I'm from the hood, man. I'm from the third world country, bro. But I saw, man, I saw Temple. I'm like, oh, hell to the nah, nah, nah. You better take me down south. My man, my rule went over there and stayed in the hood, man, like Mr. Carter. Y'all don't know about Mr. Carter, the movie? Man, he was like, lean on me, man, John Car- Joe Carter, man, Joe Clark, man, whatever. That's my rule. And then he went to Baylor. And Bill, y'all ever been a freaking Baylor? Baylor's in Waco, dog. Man, what the heck, bro? Ain't nobody want to go to a damn Baylor, homie. This dude went. This one I know my man got some testicular fortitude. My man is like one of them Asian folks. You know them Asian businessmen? They go in the hood and make business. They get they go in the hood and build they open fried chicken spot in the hood, bruh. And make millions. My little my little 7-Eleven, man. My owners of those 7-Elevens, they build stuff in the hood. That's my man Matt Rule, bro. And then they become millionaires and they have the houses with freaking elevator in it, dog. Invest in the Carolina Panthers, bro. Invest. The one thing I can tell you about college coaches that comes to the NFL, they have a head start, especially when it comes to the draft classes. Look at the, the Carolina Panthers draft class in the next two to three years, four years from now. They're going to have one of the best talented because Matt Rose has relationship still with college kids. He knows the kids. He knows the third stringers because he recruited those guys. That's now third string at Texas. He recruited those guys. There's now, you know what I'm saying, second stringers, you know, young kids that's going to eventually be starters. Those key guys that somehow they're going to be undrafted free agent for the next two, three, four years. Matt Rule has a heartbeat on that because of his relationship he has in the college, dog. And I love it. I got stocks on the Carolina Panthers, homie. My man is a cultural builder, man. 
Right now, y'all see, y'all, you know what y'all see? Y'all see all this, uh, all this, y'all see noise, y'all see dirt, y'all see all that traffic. You're like, all this building is going around in Carolina. I see traffic, but y'all don't see what the gurus see. The same thing Matt Rule see. The Carolina Panthers are building to be the team of the NFC South. Because you got old quarterbacks. You got old freaking Matt Ryan. <laughs> you got old freaking uh, um, Drew Brees. You got the oldest one of them all in Tom Brady, homie. Guess what? Eventually, all those teams got a bill, dog. <laughs> Eventually, they all got a bill. But the Panthers, guess what? They were ahead of the game, man. They were ahead of the stock market, man. And they got the ultimate builder, Matt Rule. And with that, be back after a little station identification. You are listening to Monday Morning Football with the Guru. For more sports content, visit youtube.com slash world of sports network. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. Y'all better recognize though. It's not the guru. No, no. It's the G to the U to the R to the U. Just letting y'all know, man. Hey, appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate your ears right here, man. Y'all remember, this is just my thoughts, man. Just my thoughts. And I want to continue my thoughts with the Browns versus the Steelers, man. This is an interesting game. Obviously, we all saw the ambush. You know what I'm saying? Everything was expected. But this game got me thinking, man. This When I was watching this game and thinking about this game, it really, really got me thinking, bro. Like, you know, I'm always thinking anyways, but it got me extra thinking. I love Mike Tomlin, bro. <laughs> it's like Mike Tomlin is like the best father figure in the NFL. Like, y'all millennial might be a little bit young. Like, once again, I know I laugh at y'all millennial because y'all young, so I like that. Yeah, Kirk Cousin, I like that. So, Russ is soul, R.I.P., one of the greatest alpha dad figure in sports, especially being an African-American male like myself. You know what I'm saying? It's different. It's hard for us to sometimes, we can, but it's hard for us to really feel that connection like with a Coach K, with a, with a yeah, you can feel that connection, but there's a certain things that having a dad like figure that look like you. And one of the guys, John Thompson, of the um, Georgetown Hoyers, rest his soul, just passed away. I grew up in the D.C. area, man. My man Big John was the idol of a father figure. When you play Georgetown, you are the father figure. There's a sense of tensity. There's a sense of those guys have a dad at home. The Pittsburgh Steelers with Mike Tomlin as the head of the household, you know they have a father at home. And they play like that. They play like their dad don't have no business. I just love, look at his quote. Look at the things the way he be saying. Even this game this week. I love some of the rhetoric. They love what, what he said leading up to the game, man. My man Mike Tomlin was quote of saying, man, it's like, this is not going to be a reality TV show. You know what I'm saying? This is the NFC, AFC North. If you can't stand the kitchen, if you can't stand the fire, get out of the kitchen. I don't know if that was any pun intended or subliminal message he was saying, but what I'm getting at is there's a difference in a child that has a father figure in their with them. There's stats that shows our kids with a father figure do better in life. It's just what it is. And the Pittsburgh Steelers got the father figure. Now, to the Cleveland Browns, lead me back to my story. When I thought about this game, this is what I thought about. I thought about myself, homie. You know, when I thought about Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, I remember at school, we all been through this. If you're, if you're a kid, you all been through this. You are at school, and then you act up. You act up, right? You just act a fool. You think you know everything. You act up. You know, make a joke, fart in class. You do something stupid. And then you got to go to the principal's office. 
And then they call your mama. No, they call your dad. Oh, my gosh. You know what? First, they call your mom, right? And then what does she say? They call your mom, right? She's like, man, I'm going to tell your dad. Wait till you get home. Oh, my God. The worst words you could say to a kid. The worst words you could say to a kid. The Cleveland Browns. After they beat the Indianapolis Colts, they realize, oh my God, we're four and one. Everybody's talking about us. And they started being rambunctious. They're being rambunctious. And guess what? By them beating the Colts, they went to the principal's office. And there was a call. There was a call because in Pittsburgh, they realized, the Cleveland Brown realized, they got to play the Pittsburgh Steelers the next week. They were like, oh, my God. You know what happened? You know what happened when you get home? When you when you at the principal office and you talk to your mom, and when she says, I'm going to tell your dad, when you get home? My God. How long does it take for school to do the whole day of school? You messed up. Your whole day is messed up, bro. Your whole day. You know what happens? I'll tell you what happens. Your stomach start hurting. You start feeling sick, dog. Baker Mayfield the whole week leading up to this game. Ooh, I feel sick. I'm under the weather. Damn right. Once you know you got to go face your dad because you run, you you stepped out of line, I'm going to feel under the weather too, dog. I used to go home and sleep be like, oh, oh, I'm sick because I don't want the beating my dad finna give me. Odell Beckham, all your boys, the Cleveland Browns. Y'all thought you were the, the, you know what, by beating the Indianapolis Colts. Y'all didn't even deserve to win that game. That's why y'all had to go to the principal office and they had to call home and they had to call daddy. And daddy is Mike Tomlin. And Mike Tomlin came home and beat their son and beat his son, the Cleveland Browns, 38-7. Transition into the next one. Talk about another beating. Talk about a beating. Let's talk about the Broncos against the Patriots, man. Now, this one right here, man, this one really got to me, yo. This one really got to me right here, man. It's like we all talk about Bill Belichick. Write that check. I know Bill Belichick is a Hall of Fame coach. Don't get it. Hey, I ain't diminishing his value, dog. Listen, I ain't pulling up in the car in the dealership and pulling out the car and my value diminished. No, no, no. I ain't dealershipping my man Belichick, bro. I ain't diminishing his deal. I, no, 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 no. This man is a classic car. His value stay the same. But I got to call a little bit dense in the car, dog. I ain't saying the car. I ain't, I ain't saying I ain't going to buy the car. But, bro, if I see a little debt, I got to say something, bro. And I think y'all might be blind to certain things, and the guru got to hit y'all with a little debt in the vehicle. The vehicle of the great Bill Belichick. And the little chick in the armor I saw Bill Belichick, what I noticed here, watching the history of Belichick. And I'm an NFC East dude, bro. So I've been knowing Bill Belichick from the back in the days, homie. Back days with when Mariah and, and old Dirty Bassett. Y'all don't know about ODB? That's how Wops out back I go with Belichick. We go back like babies with pacifier. Old guru ain't no liar. Anyways, my thing with Belichick is, bro, he's a bully. But what I realize about Belichick, when he goes against another defensive mindset, we all know he, his, his track record, his receipts about beating offensive coaches, young offensive coaches. What does Belichick does? We know against rookie quarterbacks. Oh, my God, it's like the death slayer. If you're a rookie quarterback, you go to play against Bill Belichick, he eats you up alive. Yes, that's what a bully does. You know what a bully do? He terrorizes the people who's incapable of defending themselves, homie. That is a bully. Bill Belichick is a bully. But when a bully faces another bully, another great defensive mind, why does this bully always curl up, homie? 
My man Belichick be curling up like he's in the weight room, dog. My man curl up like he's doing weights, dog. Real talk. My man Vic Fangio went into Foxborough and straight up out coached my man Belichick defensively. Defensively. Look at the track, but I have to go back, man. You know, the guru, I'll say look back at certain stuff. When Belichick and them lost, even to the paid man in that team, dog, he lose to Wade Phillips. He has problem with Wade Phillips. He has problem with defensive OGs, my dude. The Pete Carroll's, man. Dude, y'all remember when Rex Ryan, the New York football Jets, Rex Ryan was with the Jets. Y'all remember the problems he used to give the New England Patriots, bro. I'm telling y'all, man. The guru ain't no liar. Check the receipts, man. I go back like baby will pacify ya. I keep telling y'all, man, I ain't no old dirty bastard. I'm telling you, check my man track record, bro. When he come, when the bully goes against another bully, the bully ain't as bad as he used to be, dog. <laughs> Belichick don't look as bad when he goes against another bully. My man, nobody's going to say this, dude. Nobody's going to say it because they respect the Belichick. But guess what? I'm a bully. <laughs> yes, sir, Bob. I'm a bully in this game. So a bully recognize another bully. Recognize another bully, man. And Belichick be getting bullied by big-time defensive coordinators, man. And speaking of bullied, I want to talk about probably the the most craziest human bully in sports, dog. Like I want to talk about this scariest guy in sports, not not a MMA fighter or, or boxer. Since basically not named Mike Tyson, because I think Mike Tyson was probably the scariest human being I ever saw in my life. Like scared. Like I'm scared. Even the word you say Mike Tyson is like saying Bloody Mary. Mike Tyson. Ooh, oh my God, Mike Tyson. Oh my shit. I almost pissed in my pants. I'm sorry. Mike Tyson is just scared. Dude, the craziest mofo in the universe was Mike Tyson. This man got face tattooed. You know I got people got teardrop? You like, oh, man, you a gangster, son. You got a teardrop. Man, my man Mike Tyson got his whole face freaking teared up. That's how scared it is. He my man. Your little suckers got a little tear. Oh, ah, tear. I'm a gangster. Nah, man, I'm a psychotic psychopath. My man Derrick Henry from the Tennessee Titans, bro. I can't find enough adjectives to just describe this human battle ram, bro. What this man is doing to people, what this man is doing to grown adults, man, it's not fair, bro. Like, I'm telling you real talk. The things he makes a grown man do, this is what happens. Let me give you a little what happens as a defender, all right, before you play the Tennessee Titans, homie. Real talk. Real talk. I talked to a couple of people, man. Let me tell you what they do. Before a game, man, this is all. I'm not going to tell you all my sources. But let me tell you what happens, man. This was a, This is from a defender, bro. This is from a, this from a NFL defensive player that told me. They're like, bro. They're like, guru, man. Don't put my name out there. Don't say none. But you can tell the story, homie. I'm like, I got you, dog. I got you. I'm finna tell the story, man. He's like this. Before he played the Titans, he never had family dinner with his wife and all that. It's all like, you know, he's getting his mind right. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah, he's getting focused. But he has a daughter, man. You know what I'm saying? So he know what he did before that week, before that night, before the game. He sat down with his family, had a family meal. Like, you know, he, he felt like it was the last meal. Like, he's making it, he eating with his family, he's kissing his wife, man, hugging her, you know what I'm saying, having uh, emotional sex with her the night before because he don't know if he's going to come back the same, dog. Like, my man don't know he kissing his girl. When he left the car, he kissed her, he gave him, he hugged him and gave him the biggest hug in the universe, dog, because he told him this, he's like, family, I'm going to go play against King Henry. And this dude is the baddest human being. He looked like a character out of eh, Kung Fu, a uh, uh, freaking Donkey Kong, man. Y'all remember the the, the 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 game Donkey Kong? He's a character of Donkey Kong. 
My man said, look, bro, he's like, family, I'm going to go against King Henry. There's a chance that I'm going to be a meme. Like, there's a chance that he's going to embarrass me. When I come home, please, y'all, love me the same way I left home. Sure, real talk, though. That's the story right there. Real talk, bro. The guru don't be playing, bro. I don't lie, man. Trust me. I go back like babies with pacifier. The guru ain't no liar. I've never seen a human, a human this big and this fast and this strong. Like, I just, dude, like, I don't know what this dude is on, bro. I don't know what country strong he's on, what type of workout he's in, but this dude is not, uh, he's not right. It's not humane, man. What this dude does to another football player, another man with kids and wife, is not humane, bro. Where's the National Humane Society, bro? We need the National Humane Society on King Henry, dog, because right now what he's doing is like, what, what do you call those little warlords? Like when they like assassinate or kill their own, their own people? I forgot where they'll be the, those little leadership communists or whatever that just murder their own people. That's what Derrick Henry does to his own, his own male, his own football athlete kind of part, dog. He's just straight smacking cats, dog, just murdering that. He's a sociopath, man. My man King Henry, I can't explain. I've never seen, it's so, I, I've never seen a man, like I've watched football for, for like my whole life, dog. Real talk. And I've never experienced so many 90-yard run, 80-yard run in, by one guy, dog. Like, by, by one guy, dog. Like, <laughs> and it ain't even like, my man just is a speed burner. He just, my man is like stiff arming cat. He's like, the man is physically, like he's running over the whole team for 90 yards, dog. Like, come on, man. This joke don't make no sense. Like, this don't make no, it's like, dude, somebody go drug test this dude. I'm done with Derrick Henry, bro. Like, I'll tell you one thing. I ain't scared. Don't get it wrong. The guru ain't no, hey, I ain't never scared. Bone, bone crusher. I ain't never scared. But damn it, hey, hey, bro, guess what? I know I'm smart enough to make a better decision. I'll make a business decision, and that's what I saw my man for. Hey, number 20, I saw you in the goal line in overtime. Hey, I saw you number 20. I ain't going to tell you. I ain't going to put you out there. You made that business decision. And I saw you stretching that little hamstring, thinking you, yeah, I saw that. I would have done the same thing, number 20, from the Houston, Texas. Because when King Henry coming after you, you better make a business decision. And another guy that's going to make a great business decision, bro, I just want to talk on the sidebar real quick, man. Because I don't want to just keep talking about the Titans without mentioning this dude, Arthur Smith, bro. Like, Arthur Smith is the best offensive mind right now. Right now, as far as the coordinator, offensive coordinator-wise, Arthur Smith is the head of the game right now, and, and he's going to be a head coach. And right now, the guru is telling you right now, he's going to be the head coach for the New York Football Jets, bro. Because I know Joe Douglas. If I know Joe Douglas, do I know Joe Douglas? And I know Joe Douglas' DNA coming from the Baltimore Ravens' DNA? Trust and believe me. Trust and believe me. Arthur Smith is going to be the next football head coach of the New York Football Jets. I mean, this is just a marriage made in heaven, dog. This is the first time when peanut butter saw jelly. I'm telling y'all, it was a match made in heaven, dog. It was a match made in heaven, dog. When hot dog meet the buns, it was a match made in heaven, dog. When the pussycat dog meet NWA. Oh, I'm messing, I'm messing, I'm messing with y'all. I just want to say pussycat. That's all. I just want to say pussycat. That's all. <laughs> but y'all know the drill, man. The guru knows when something is right, trust me, it ain't wrong. <laughs> when something is right, it needs no explanation. And Arthur Smith is right in New York with Sam Donald. You don't need to get rid of that young fella, dog. Keep it Sam Donald. My man Joe Douglas, trust me and believe. The guru is giving you all this. I'm t I know Joe Douglas. Do I know Joe Douglas? Real talk, homie. <laughs> Real talk. My man going to be in New York, man. And he's going to be in Sam Donald, and they're going to sell that first overall pick or second overall pick or what else. And they're going to build over there, homie. And that's Guru's take. And if y'all like that take and any other take and more take, y'all go ahead and subscribe, man. Leave a comment. I want to hear from you guys. Because I know what I hear. I want to hear from y'all, man. 
Tell me, I want to hear what your homeboys, I know what y'all talk about, because I talk to my homies. Tell me what y'all be locker room talking about. You know what I'm saying? I work talking about, is the guru talking nonsense? Who's this dude with this raspy voice? Who's this new dude think he knows something? Let me know what I don't know. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something, though, transitioning to, to a team that wishes they know something. I'm going to talk about the Falcons versus the Vikings, man. I want to talk about the Falcons versus the Vikings, and I want to tell you what I feel about this whole situation, bro. And I want to tell you about the moral of this story in Minnesota. And this is an added story they told us since we were kids, bro. If you all listen to the theme, they always tell us, hey, the grass is not always greener. How many times have we heard that before? The grass is not always greener. That's the story of the Minnesota Vikings. Because at one point, man, they had a, they had a successful, the Vikings are like a successful businessman. You know what I'm saying? They, they worked from the ground up. They were self-made. They weren't married or nothing. They didn't have no wife. They had a girlfriend. The girlfriend, she wasn't the best in that. She wasn't the best looker. She wasn't not, she's not, but she was an average girlfriend named Case Keenum. But the girlfriend helped you as the man develop. The Vikings develop to a name brand team. The girlfriend made you. The girlfriend supported you. It built you up. But you know what some guys do when they get to that level? When they build up? Because at that time, you start seeing. Because when you're up there, you start seeing the other guys' girlfriends. You start seeing their wives, not even their girlfriend. you like, oh my God. Their wives look way better than my girlfriends. You start seeing the Drew Breezes. You're like, oh, my God. Look at her titties. You start seeing the Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God. Look at her ass. You start seeing the Russell Wilson. Oh, my God. Look at how beautiful them thighs are. And then all of a sudden, you're looking at your own woman that supported you. That got you to 13 and 3 to the NFC Championship game. You're like, nah, man, I want the next beautiful thing. I want me a trophy wife because I'm there. The Minnesota Vikings dumped the woman, the girlfriend that got them to where they were at, bro. The one that built them up, man. The, the one that stuck with you when you couldn't even get a date, when you couldn't even match your other girl because you couldn't have, you have to use her car. You didn't have your own car, homie. You were, you were in between jobs, but she stuck with you. She stuck with you, bro. And then you hit it big, homie. You know what you did? You dumped her dog. You like, move on, man. Because when I'm in the crowd, you don't look as good as those other people wise. You don't look as good as the Drew Brees, dog. You don't look good. You don't look as good as the Aaron Rodgers. Hell. You don't even have a pretty eyes like Matt Ryan. You don't even have a pretty eyes like Matt. At least Matt Ryan got a pretty eyes. But you're just an average chick, dog. The average chick. And you dumped the average chick. And look at you now because you thought the grass was greener. So you got the pretty eyes, the fat ass, the young ones, the real titties, not the fake one. She ain't got no, no kids, so the titties ain't sagging. You got perfect, no stretch marks. You like, yeah, the grass is greener, yeah. No, baby. The moral of this story, man, the grass is not always greener. This trophy wife, guess what? what you know what she does every time? She just takes Instead of supporting you, she takes from you. The girlfriend, she supported you. She gave you. She didn't want the most money. She was like, nah, it's not about the money. I want all of us to win. Everybody was winning. But you know what? The trophy wife, oh, hell nah. I'm the trophy, baby. You pay me. Guarantee moolah, baby. And the grass is not always greener. And look at Mike Zimmer and the Minnesota Vikings. They got everything. They got the house. They got a great business. They got a great organization. But there's one thing lacking. They got a rotten, old, dirt bag wife of a woman. A no good for nothing wife. And I don't talk shit about other people's wife. Unless they deserve it. And damn it. My man, Mike Zimmer is my best friend. 
And if your best friend wife is a slime dog, I have the right to go tell my best friend that your wife is a slime ball and the grass is not always greener. And that's what happened to the Minnesota Vikings. And that's why their record is what their record is at this moment. Now, similar story, transitioning, similar story. Now we're transitioning to the Bengals versus the Colts. Kind of similar. It's kind of similar between the, 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 the Minnesota Vikings story I just talked about. But this scenario, this scenario is different. This, the husband right here, man, it got, the wife died. This is a situation right here. It's, it's tragic. This is a tragic situation. They had the perfect marriage. Everything, man. I'm talking about you have the perfect house. You're living in the mansion. Everything. You have the integrity. You have the culture. The Indianapolis Colts was built. Andrew Lord, they had it all the perfect marriage, man. But life hits, dog. Life hits you. And your wife gets sick. There's nothing you could do about this. You did everything you can. She got sick, dog. And she left. She passed away. Oh, my God. Rest of our soul. I'm sorry. But like, that is part of life. You got to move on. You got to pick up the pieces and move on. But the good situation is because this was a good household. So everything was in place. The finance was in order. They weren't in debt. Everything was not chaotic. Everything was together, man. The codes are ready. They're built. But one thing is, they're missing a legitimate wife. The one thing they did do after their wife died, they went and got an old dirty rag. I'm talking about they got everything they need. They got the beautiful house. They got the beautiful job. They got the finances in straight. And then the only thing that's needed to get them to whatever else they need of internal happiness is that what that young lady? They don't need an old rag. They need somebody in the same mindset. And Philip Rivers is the old rag. The Indianapolis Colts went and got the guys with 10 kids. The titties is sagging. The VJJ don't even look like a VJJ. You're not even attracted to it no more, dog. I'm talking about you don't even trust it. You busting nuts, you can't, you know, you you're gonna get STD Ted because you get intercepted. You don't know what's going on with this freaking wife you got. But you are a conservative family. You're conservative. You know you chose the wrong woman, but because you're you have morally correct, you're built right. You don't believe in divorce. You don't believe in divorce. The only reason why you left is because of uh, the death in the family. That's the only reason why, because you're looking for another woman. Because the wife died, man. Andrew Luck was gone. So you're looking for one, and you find Philip Rivers. You find, the, you find one person. You find the, wo the woman that's been through it all. That has no issue. I don't care. That's just, don't care about life. Don't want to build no more. They're just looking to retire and die out. That is not what the Colts are looking for. That's what they got in freaking Phillip Rivers, man. Life is about choices. The Minnesota Vikings had it all, but they thought the grass was greener. The Colts did it the right way, but yet they picked the wrong partner. But just because they already had the finances in place, just because they already have the moral integrity, just because they already have the culture, the foundation, the work ethic, and the belief, the Colts are still going to be successful because they're going to stick taking and keep going despite the dysfunction of the wife and the household. You will not see that because they will hide that. But we all know that they chose the wrong woman. In this situation, the woman locked up. This woman found a million-dollar man. She locked up and found one. And she's a no-good-for-nothing man. You know what this reminds me of, man? Y'all young kids, this reminds me of that 
movie Pretty Woman, dog. The Colts are Pretty Woman. And the little hooker, Julia, whatever her name is, she's a little hooker, found a billion-dollar man. The Indianapolis Colts, the hooker is Phillip Rivers. She's just a hooker, dog. Ain't it? No, I'm sorry. And she met the man who has everything to save her, man. The Indianapolis, uh, the Captain Save a Hoe. Captain Save a Hooker is the Indianapolis Colts. They are saving Phillip Rivers. In the hood, that's what we call them, bro. I'm so, I got to tell you what it is. Captain Save a Hoe. The Indianapolis Colts are saving Phillip Rivers, man. And with that note, I'll be back after a little station identification. You are listening to Monday Morning Football with the Guru. For more sports content, visit youtube.com slash world of sports network. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Monday Morning Football with the Guru. Appreciate y'all, man. While I'm at it, man, y'all go ahead and sub. Tell the homies, man. Tell the broski. Tell everyone. Tell the wife. Tell the girlfriend. Be like, man, we got a new dog in the game. It's the guru, man. If you want to talk about the real, real down to the bottom, real life, how I feel about sports, y'all know what to do, man. That's what I say. Y'all know the drill. You know what I'm saying? Because I've earned the right for y'all to listen to me, dog. Because I put in that work. And talking about that work. Let's talk about that work, man. Let's talk about the Rams versus the 49ers, man. Now, I'm a big brother. I'm saying I'm a brother. I'm the oldest brother of three, right? So this whole Kyle Shanahan, you know, what I call the genius ball, Rams versus the 49ers. It's, it's, it, it's, it, I look, it, it hits me differently than I guess most people. As the older brother, we tend to look at a younger brother differently. Now, Kyle Shanahan amongst this trio, when I mean the McVeighs, because Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan is the one that helped the McVeigh, Sean McVay when they were in Washington with the Dan Washington football team or the, one, the former Redskins. They were there with Kyle Shanahan and Mike Shanahan with the RG3 um, Kirk Cousin days. You know, Sean McVay was the OC quarterback coach and so on and so on. So he's always been the little brother of the Shanahans. You know what I'm saying? And Kyle has always been the big brother. So whenever they play each other, you could see that dynamic plays. You could tell whenever they play. Rams play the 49ers. When McVay plays against Kyle, you could tell it's a big brother versus little brother situation, man. As much as we love Sean McVay, oh, he's a hell excellent coach, this and that. But we all know. You all know. Like, there's no debate. Kyle Shannon is a better coach. He's a better play caller. He's a better designer of plays. He's a better X's and O's guy. Like, we know that. We know that. Because you could tell by some of the, the principles of Sean McVay. It's a lot of Shannon-ist. But yet, being the, the little brother, right? Because I'm the older brother. It's like, you do things. Your little brother, like my older, my youngest brother, I went to a certain high school. I played a certain position. I played safety. You know, they want, to, they, they want to be better than me. He went to a different high school because they're a little different. We still play football, but he went to a rival high school, and he played corner. That's what little brothers do. Safety, corner, same difference, the back secondary, whatever, but they want to put a little span on it, a little span on things. Sean McVay and the Rams, they, 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 want, to do, they want to be like Kyle Shanahan. You see how they want to be a running team, but yet they want to masquerade it like the little brother. They want to finesse. They, they really want to be like the big brother, but they want to put their own influence on it. That's cool, homie. That's cool. But when they play against each other, you could see how Kyle Shanahan could see that. you like, I know the concept, homie. I know the concept. He, it seemed like he little brother Sean McVay, dog. The Rams versus the 49ers is the beautiful dynamic between big brother versus little brother, man. It's like you can see the sibling warfare, big brother, little. You can see it. John Harbaugh versus Jim. It's just a different dynamic. Big brother knows what little brother is thinking. And big brother always protects little brother, man. 
And at the end of the day, big brother always have a hands up because we've seen everything before. Because everything little brother concept, everything they think about stem from big brother. Everything they do stem from big brother. The way they think. Because the first thing they did was to go ask big brother, oh, how does this work? Does this happen? Does this happen? Imagine in the off season, you telling me they don't, they don't chat? Yes, I know it's competitive. But there's still that chat. I'm sure McVeigh look at Kyle and talk about certain things. I'm sure Brian Flores called Bill Belichick and they chat about certain things. It's just what it is, homie. It's a big brother, little brother thing, man. It's Le look at LeBron versus D-Wade. LeBron always called D-Wade big brother, dog. It don't matter if little brother end up doing this, doing that. At the end of the day. Big Brother did his thing, dog. It's all about Big Brother. And Big Brother will slowly step out when he feels the need. But right now, Big Brother is in the same division. And it's going to be Big Brother's division over Little Brother. Till the Big Brother said otherwise. And that's how it's going to be. I'm sorry, Los Angeles Rams fan. But that's just how it is. That's the brotherly love. Monday morning football with the guru. Now I want to talk about the preview real quick for the Monday night game, for the tonight game. Chiefs versus the Bills. Simple, simple, simple. Both teams, both teams basically coming out of, basically embarrassment, basically embarrassment. They're both being embarrassed at the last performance, coming from an L, coming from an L. The Chiefs are a better team than the Bills. Every aspect. I love the Bills. They're the darlings. Y'all seen it. I predict the Bills winning the division, the, the AFC East, whatever, 9-7. and seven. Go check out my, my content, man. If y'all listen to this on the podcast, check out the description right here. Click on it. Go to the YouTube, man. You can visually see the guru. See what I look like, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but what I see in this game, I see a different as far as matchup situation. I see the... I see a close game, obviously, because Sean McDermott is not going to get embarrassed two weeks in a row. He's too much of a good coach. He's too much of a high-level coach. But he just don't have the high-level personnel to keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs this game. I look for Pat Mahomes and company to overcome last year and, and just having, I mean, last week loss and having that adversity tolerance. You know, being a Super Bowl champion, being through this tough road, having adversity tolerance to come back strong and winning this ball game, man. 27-23, Kansas City. Chiefs! And that concludes this episode, week number six episode of Monday Morning Football with the Guru. And I'll see y'all next week for week number seven. I am out.